today I have a wonderful privilege and honor to introduce some people that uh, taught me everything I know, but didn't teach me everything they know. Um, my parents are here, Pastor Steve and Kim Schmelzer. Do you guys want to come on up to the front? And uh, unfortunately, all the jokes that my dad's going to tell, I've probably already taken and told worse, but he, he'll, he'll ramp them up a, a few notches. Come on up here, Mom. Uh, my parents... They're going to tell you a little bit about their story. Isn't she awesome? This is my Sicilian mom. I love you. This is my dad. He's the man. Um, but uh, I'm going to let... He's a man. Yeah, he, he is a man. That's true. Um, I'm going to let them uh, share with you uh, today. But I, I want to just let you know who they are. They're the, the pastors of Joy Church in Medford. They're our sending church, our covering church. And um, if you were here in the early days when we were meeting in, in our living room, you know, not like early days, like 10 years ago, <laughs> early days being March, um, then, you know, you would have maybe given to Pushpay and given to Joy Christian Fellowship, uh, their church in Medford, and, and they just supported us and have been so amazing. But they're going to share with us today, and I believe it's just going to be an awesome time. We asked them to come, and just kind of as a father and a mother who have gone on this journey that we're going on as a church, uh, they're going to tell you about that. I won't steal their thunder. Um, but just impart to us today. So can we give them a warm welcome? And uh, here you go. Amen. So good to be here. I get to go first because I, you can actually, you can sit, honey, if you want, because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I have about 10 minutes. I go first because I talk the fastest, and uh, then you get to hear from my husband. But we're so glad to be here. We've been so excited. I know different ones of our family and different ones of your Joy Church family in Medford. Some of you may not know you have relatives down in Medford, Joy Church uh, relatives. Hopefully we're good relatives, but we're just so proud of you, so excited for what God's doing. You know, the birthing of your church here is just really a fulfillment of a vision and dream that we had uh, so many years ago. Steve and I, even though you probably won't believe this, but we've been pastoring for almost 35 years. <coughs> when you're 25, that's hard to do, but just kidding. But, but we, uh, we started in our journey. Jake asked us to share a little bit of our journey. I was, uh, we, we got married uh, quite young. I was, well, I was 21. Steve was 26. He had several engagements before me, but they were, of course, not good. And uh, I was waiting for God's man, and we got married, had an interesting uh, journey. I was from California. My family was from a little bit more um, wealth and things like that. Not rich, but, you know, I was used to that. My husband, um, yeah, he, he tells me that. He says, I gave her the one thing that money can't buy, poverty. And... Um, <laughs> That was actually true, but because I'm, if you know me, I'm kind of an inveterate optimist, and I'm kind of, my, uh, my beautiful granddaughter, Evie, loves princesses. Well, I was the original princess lover, and I really believed that I was a princess, so even our poverty kind of felt like a fairy tale. So when we didn't have any money, I just thought, this is really cool, because this is sort of like a story, and so I, it was very fun for me, and I really, it didn't get unfun for probably at least 20 or so years, so... Um, <laughs> By that time, we weren't quite as poor. But anyway, we started the church about a year later. We were sent out, and you have, uh, I'm going to talk to you just briefly about your roots. And how many know that if you're going to have a strong tree, a strong plant, you want to have a good, strong root system? And I want to let you know that even though you're less than a year old as a church, you have a very strong root system. That goes back actually even beyond the roots that we had 34 years ago, starting Joy Christian Fellowship, <coughs> excuse me, in Medford, 
roots back to uh, what is now City Bible, but Bible Temple in Portland, Oregon with Pastor Dick Iverson. And let's go back even farther. You have roots into the church that Jesus Christ started over 2,000 years ago. You know, I was thinking of that scripture, Matthew 16, 18, that says, I, this was Jesus speaking, I will build my church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. And you know, no matter what goes on in our society, no matter which side of the ticket you're on in the election, the one thing that we can stand in great unity on is that we have a God that loves us, that sent his son to die for us and to establish us in a community and in a family so that this mission of, of seeing people's lives transformed, seeing our sins washed away, seeing our lives healed and delivered, that happens through the church of Jesus Christ. And those roots go back to when Jesus said, I'm going to build my church, and nothing that the gates of hell can throw at it can stop it. And I can tell you that for 34 years, we started our church, we were both quite young. Um, I will say stupid, even though you're not supposed to say stupid, but we didn't know what the heck we were doing. But what we did know is that we loved Jesus. We knew that our city needed Jesus and needed a revelation. Of, of just the kingdom of God, that God loved them and would transform them. And so we passionately started with about 25 people in a storefront. And those first, uh, most of those were relatives, which was awesome. So most of them didn't stay. We actually were sent out as kind of a parachute drop from City Bible Church. I don't know if anybody believed we'd make it, but you know what? We did, and God did. And so uh, the church began to grow. It was not as quick as your growth, uh, but it was awesome. And we grew, and we've had a, a, just a great journey. And I wanted to just share a few things um, that God really put on my heart uh, for you. I have about five more minutes. But I had four, four kids, Jake being the oldest, and uh, I love him so much. love Bethany. love our grandkids. One thing you'll find about Pastor Steve and I, a central value to us is family. And I believe that you can already feel that here in Joy Church. Even though you're, you're young in years, you have a strong root system of family and the closeness. And I believe that whether you, this is your first time or whether you've been here already for less than a year, but you're one of the old, old members, that you will find that in this place, you will find a place and a name better than sons and daughters. You will find family and you will find roots. And with my kids, I have Jake, who's the oldest. I have Natalie. I think some of you met her a few weeks ago. We have Gino, Eugene, our, our middle uh, dreamer child, and we have Johnny. And each, each of the four of them come from our same family. They come the same, the same roots, and you'll see things about them that are similar. But, you know, each one of them is individual, and they have characteristics, and they have strengths, and they have weaknesses. And we've watched them grow, and it's beautiful. And now as we watch the Joy Churches, which are family coming out from us, we have you have a, a sister church down in La Paz, Mexico, Jerry and Jamie Pineda. You're here obviously with Medford by the next fall. We have one starting in Grants Pass. What's happening is each family will have those same roots of love and family, of perseverance, of a passion for the word of God, for family. And yet there's going to be an individual beauty that comes because why? Because you're an individual church. And I know for Steve and I, when we drove up today, <coughs> I get kind of emotional. And so I saw the sign, Welcome to Church, Joy Church. And I just began to cry with joy. Why? With joy. <laughs> Obviously, I'm kind of a, I'm weird because when I cry, I'm still happy. I actually fell down the stairs one Thanksgiving because um, I was walking down the stairs getting ready to stuff the turkey, and I was thinking with great joy about my kids and how much I love them, and it was dark, and so I stumbled because I was not concentrating on the stairs. I was thinking love thoughts, and I fell, and so I'm there, cry, ah, cry, scream, cry, ah. You know, my kids all get up. They run. What happened? Oh, I'm just. What happened, Mom? Well, I was just thinking about how much I love you guys, and I, I fell down the stairs. 
So please help me up the stairs because I'm thinking great love thoughts for you as, as just a mom or a grandma, I guess, to you. But I just, I want you to know that you are blessed. You are blessed to have roots. You are blessed to be part of, of not only the family of God, but a family of people in Medford, Oregon that love you and pray for you, are believing for you, and that you are giving great joy because we're watching and seeing the kingdom of God extended, people finding Jesus, people finding freedom, people finding joy. And, uh, you know, that's, that's one of the things I just want to share. We had three words in closing that when we prayed about our church after we didn't do this for about 30 years, but finally we said, what, what is our church? Because we're kind of hard to describe. We're a little zany and a little out there. And when you meet my husband, you'll know, you'll know why, but um, sorry. Just had to say that. We've been married 35 years. We we're allowed to say those kind of things now. But um, honestly, we, we thought about it and we came up with three words to describe our church. One is faith that we have a strong sense of just faith in God, faith in the word of God, perseverance. The second word was family. And like I said, everything, the way, the way we see the, the church of Jesus Christ, we always see through the lens of family, through the lens of relationship. And I believe that's something strong that's being established here. And the last one is the word fun. And you know why? Because serving God should be a blast. You know, life has a lot that it throws at you. There's a lot of reasons to be, to have, you know, difficult times. But you know what? The joy of the Lord is our strength. And serving God should be fun, not boring. It should be something that, that causes just the lights to go on in your house. And that's one of the things that we love at Joy is watching literally from cradle to the grave, watching little kids love to serve Jesus, watching them in their mid-years, their high school years, their college, their, as a young family, on up until you start getting into the gray hairs, which I don't have. But uh, <laughs> They might be there. But I just want to tell you, we love you. Thank you so much. My husband's going to share now. But uh, I, I love you, and I hope that as you go on this journey as Joy Church, that you will, you will find the same joy that we have found. And maybe 35 years from now, I will be uh, older. And <laughs> uh, but hopefully I'll be able to come here and watch you as, you get to, as you're sending out churches all across the globe as well. So God bless you. After she talks, people usually go, what's that mumbler doing up there? Bring in the lady. Let's bring in the, 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 the one that can pitch the game here. Hey, uh, to relax, I usually need to tell a joke. So I'm going to tell a joke. People with a religious spirit are going, huh? That's not supposed to happen in church. Well, in joy church, because we're joyful, we're happy. Don't worry, be happy, right? You know, Kim and I were planting a new church in Medford, and so I decided that I wanted to go and, and, and meet some of the people in the community that were starting to come to church, and one was a pet, pet store owner. And so uh, Kim and I went to meet the pet store owner at his pet store, and as we were walking in, there was a great big, like, parrot up on a, on a perch. And I goes, hey, you! And we're looking, and, hey, you! We're ignoring it. Hey, you. Finally, Kim goes over there and said, what? And he goes, you're married to the ugliest man in the world. <laughs> She's a protective wife. She was not buying into that. The pet store owner was so embarrassed, he kind of came over and he tweaked the, the bird on the beak. And away we went. Well, a couple of weeks later then, Kim needed to pick up something like dog food at the, at the pet store. And as she's walking in, she hears this bird say, hey, you. She thought, I hate that bird. 
She wasn't walking in the fruit of the Spirit at the time. <laughs> and it continues to go on. Hey, you! Hey, you! Finally, she says, what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> so he reasserted his point. I, I'm glad to be here as the ugliest man in the world. And very glad to be Kim's husband. Uh, Jake and I are related by birth. And... Uh, <laughs> I just want to say there are so many uh, people that I see here that, that I've known for a, a great number of time and a lot of new friends, and I am telling you that it's so good to be here gathered under the name of Jesus. I'm going to start with the conclusion, and then I'm going to give you the points because I understand there's time constraints, and I'm not used to them. I usually fall asleep uh, or uh, myself while speaking, or the church does, at which time we know, give them the graham crackers and send them home, you know. We, but I, I believe that there are two things among all, you know, we, we, we read the Bible. How many of you know the Bible is a pretty big document? And, uh, you know, like people that want to condense it down to just a few verses, well, the Bible gives us a lot of verses because it adds to the knowledge. But... We, we understand theologically that we are able to gather because Jesus has conveyed away our sins and we are born of God and we're added to his family. But what makes the family strong are two words. Raising your family to walk in the truth, as John said, he said, I rejoice when I see my children walking in the truth. But if you don't have love... Even secular bands knew that. Without love, Doobie Brothers. Long train running, okay? You, can't, you cannot survive as a family without love. There is, there is a glue that, that, that binds us together when, when, when we understand that God loves this crazy thing called family. In fact, I've thought... When do we see the first family in the Bible? And many people would say, well, Adam and Eve, that's not the first family. Did you know they're a family of planets? They're a family of, of plants and herbs. The whole universe is ordered in this thing, family. And, when, and the Bible says concerning father, it says, father in whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. You see, what, what, what is going to happen is the Lord is building a family across the earth. And, and I believe that the family overlay is the key to every, every institution that we have. If the police force and our armies functioned as family with tenderness, compassion, equity, justice, how many of you know that, that nations should rule their own nation and even in, when they do interfere in the um, onworkings of other nations, like when the Allies interfered with Germany, Germany was killing people and was a nation that was rogue. And so the Allies said, we, we need to help Europe. We need to deliver the people. And so they interfered. But if you take the overlay of family and the tenderness and the care that goes into family, that overlay works in government, it works in business, it works in families, and it should work in local church when we come together. The birth of, of Joy Church Eugene, it's, it's, it's mired or it's, it's rooted in the fact that, that God sets a solitary family. 
Uh, I was uh, 18 years old, and I was raised as a poor kid. My dad would go from being uh, prosperous to through depression. He, he suffered brutally from depression, and sometimes he would not work for two years. And, uh, and yet we were poverty with, with pride, and so every once in a while, welfare people would give us, uh, give us food uh, because we had never signed up for welfare, but we certainly were qualified. And so I learned to speak Spanish from the welfare cans, you know, mantequilla de cacahuates, peanut butter, uh, manteca, fat, lard, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and, and so, so in, 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 in all of that, one of the things that happened is when I, when I met Father God, I began quickly to fast and pray, and then I would just hear him speak, just crazy, because I, I knew that my help had to come from God, and I quickly learned to hear the voice of God. And so at 18 years old, when I was seeking God, and I was doing it at a youth camp, a Pentecostal Church of God youth camp in Drain, Oregon, and uh, I was just there that year to just hear God, and he spoke to me. He said, this time next year, I'm going to guide you. To, uh, to a Bible college. And so I went back and I worked the, the, the whole year at Harry and David, uh, packing uh, plants and gift baskets, had a great time loving Jesus. And the next year, God guided me supernaturally to Bible Temple with Pastor Dick Iverson. And that's been my dad. Uh, the, 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 the fellowship of uh, Dick Iverson and all of the brothers and all the people that were, we were sent out around the world. And there's a kinship that's there. There's uh, some of the greatest joys, read my lips, and pain. Family's not all about fun and games. Family is about staying together through thick and thin. When we divide, there needs to be a strong reason to divide, right? Because, you know, grinding it out. And, and I found that there were times that I was challenged with my relationship with my brothers. But I find that, that there's something about being kind-hearted and tender-hearted and loving one another as Christ who gave himself for us when we were yet sinners and we were at enmity with him. And so I found that there was something about staying rooted in the fam. And that's the foundations of Joy Church Medford is that we're, we believe in covenant. We believe in the beauty of words spoken by truth tellers. That when in uh, April 25th, 1981 in Oakland, California at Shiloh Christian Fellowship, School Street, right off of 38th, when I looked in my Italian wife, my fiance's eyes, and she said, why are you so serious? as I'm, you know, doing the vows. And I said, because I'm counting the cost. I don't want this just to be something that sounded good on this day. I want to love you covenantally. And I believe that has been so powerful in, in the love that we have for each other. And even you'll see that in Jake that, that, and Bethany, that there's needed into their fiber. This, this thing that's beyond uh, a resume. And it's, it's called condition trained love and honor of the word of God and of relationships, vows. How many of you that are married say, my vows are very precious to me. My marriage vows are very precious. I believe as friends, our friendship, I see so many friends of mine here in the group and, and different ones from Joy uh, Medford that are here right now. But, you know, friendships are sweet. They're precious. I think our friendships are getting better with time. 
They get better with time. Well, we should use the scriptures on a preaching time. Psalm 103, verses 13 through 18 from the, the Nillet, also known as New Living Translation. It says, The Lord is like a father to his children. I, I could just stop and cry a little bit. Being a father and being a grandpa is just like huge. Just spent three days with uh, Jake and Bethany's three, and it's, uh, the pain factor is somewhat between a root canal and a hurricane. <laughs> I don't know why little kids think that, that old people like to be beaten. I just think of what Paul goes through, you know, with, you know, stripes, and then, you know, they throw water on you, they wet on you, and, and yet, after we take a breather, it's like, you know, grandparents were stupid. We go, yeah, I want them. Just go do what you do. And Jake and Bethany always get a sly look when they're driving. You sure you're going to be okay? And I know as they turn the corner, they're going, yeah! Shut off the cell phone. The Lord is like a father. There's other scriptures say he is a father. And that's how we pray. Our father. You that bore me. You that translated me from the kingdom of darkness into the son of your love. You that hear my heart when it's broken. You that lean on the fence when I'm taking my at-bats. Our father, which is in heaven. Jesus was very specific. He wanted that to be seen. You're not being added to a deity. You're not being simply added to a creed, but you're being added to a father who is awesome. Wait till the second coming, man. It's going to even (laughs) be greater than anything we've seen. When Jesus returns, it's like, everybody pay the rent. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. Someone says that one of the proofs of Christianity is the fact that it doesn't always make us look strong. It's not like mirror, mirror on the wall, tell me who's the fairest of them all, and it's obviously got to be me. The Bible tells us that were it not for God, we would be ran under but God. But God was there. God conveyed me out of my life. I like to say this. I wasn't a star on the rise. I was a flake on the fritz when God found me. (laughs) Compassionate, tender. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers. We bloom and die. (laughs) Wow, I'm depressed. Let's leave now. Can I get some popcorn? I love it. I see people eating popcorn in church. Don't do it in Medford. We'll hurt you down there for that. But no. <laughs> Actually, they bring all kinds of things. Down there, you don't know people are bringing their medicine and lighten up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Those brownies made me feel funny, honey. I just, I felt closer to Jesus. <laughs> Like wildflowers, we bloom and die. The wind blows and we are gone as though we had never been here. But the love of God remains forever with those who fear him. 
His salvation extends to the children's children of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commandments. I think of your church, and I've been so in love with, with what God is doing at Joy Church Eugene. Thank you for, for coming. And as Kim said, I really believe that the key here is if you come and you just want to hear teaching, I think it'll be good. But I think the real value, in addition to the teaching, is the family groups, the joy groups, where, where, where you become transparent with one another. Transparent doesn't mean be a drama king or queen and just go nuts on everyone. But what it means is who really knows you? I, I, and in, in, in speaking of transparency, you can't just put your, 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 your publish everything. Young people put everything on Facebook, you know. God delivered me from these hemorrhoids. No, you don't put that. Old people don't say that. We use King James like I'm suffering from emeralds from the old King James, you know. Emeralds? What are those? I'm in the Emerald City. What are they? But, but young people sometimes, they put everything there. You can overdo it, but you can also underdo it. I think, I think that, that in marriage, one of the things that makes a marriage work so well is, is I know that coming from where I came from, to have a wife that loved me, and there were times when I would be telling a story, and I would choke up. And finally, my voice would be broken as I finished telling her. Maybe a time when I felt shame, when I was embarrassed, when I was humiliated. And the fact that she didn't mock me, she didn't just try to fix me immediately. But sometimes to have a friend and say, man, I'm, I'm hurting. Sometimes people go through things and there's nothing you can say. Someone loses a child. What do you say? Oh, I understand what you're going through. No, you don't. The best thing to say is, I don't have a clue. What I want you to know is, I love you. And I want to be here. And our God will never leave you, neither forsake you. The last verses I'd like to read is, what is God doing in this church and in other churches? Ephesians chapter 4, verses 12 through 16 says, Their responsibility, speaking of leadership, is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church. Build up. Say build up. Build up. Not throw up. Not toss up. Not just stir up, but build up. See, every time we come together, we are here to say a lot of things. One is, I love you. Number two, you have meaning. You found a place, as Kim quoted from out of Isaiah 56, when it says to the eunuchs and those that feel cut off. says, God says, I'm going to bring you and make you joyful in my house of prayer. And though you may feel abandoned, you may feel cut off, our God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm going to be with you to the very end of the age. I don't know where I grew up, man. That's why I fell in love with God. I remember times, 16-year-old kid, slim then, very handsome, amazingly handsome, <laughs> at least in my own mind. 
I remember times that I'd go with the gang, I called us guys. We'd fish out of Dimmergant Lake in Ashland, outside Ashland. And I'd feel that yearning. I had to know my roots. Remember times I found a big old tire track one time. And I remember laying in this tire track with my arms on the outside. And I poured out my heart to God with all the questions that God has, has answered one by one. He takes us from the valley of weeping, the valley of Baca, and he takes us from glory to glory and changes those places of weeping to places of joy. So we find out that we're to build up one another. And it's so easy to feel that I can build everybody by just maybe a slick seminar. Well, life is more than slick seminars. Sometimes the greatest lesson is just, just that hug. To greet one another in the house of the Lord like, hey, I love you. Larry, I love you. Katrina, I love you. And then it takes character to prove it because love has to be proven over a long period of time. Right? And there's so many of you here, all of you here, I, I'm telling you, I love you and God loves you. We're here to see in the house of the Lord, the building up of the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. God's taking us to a desired end, but the means is something we want to concentrate on today. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever. They sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love. People ask me, how did you raise kids like you raised? I said, Kim, at homeschool graduation, they, they asked me, well, what did you teach your kids in homeschool? I said, well, I, English. I spoke English as a primary language at home. If you could be at the Schmelzer table on Tuesday nights, it's an open forum. It's not where you're grilled. Are you going to be off the wall this time, Gino? <laughs> nope. There's enough people to put out the fire. <laughs> enough wet blankets if you're off. But often we'll have pasta. We'll have something good. Well, we always have something good. It could be chili. It could even be my sloppy joes. But around the table, there's love. That's what the communion table is meant to be. When we break the table of the Lord, we're back in that tire track. We're saying, God, could you use me? God, can you change my life from this insecurity? Long before I knew the call, the placement, the girl, the kids. To know that the heavens have spoken and God sent forth the Son, His only begotten Son, to die on that cross that you and I could be brought into family. And He says, not only do I bring you into my family, but I give the opportunity to be in small groups and be together and change cities, change nations, change families. And it's not going to come because we hold up a standard and you're not perfect yet. We're not perfect. 
And even when we get to heaven, we're going to toss our crowns at the feet of the Lord. Because we're all going to go, I am the luckiest man or woman in the world. And I found the joy of loving and being loved. The world's way is to use, throw away, and abuse. The kingdom is we find joy even when it's not received to give. And it says here that that purpose will be found when we speak the true in love. Every part doing its part to build us up. Lord, I pray for JCE. I thank you for Pastor Jacob and Bethany. Lord, I might be dad, but I respect them both. I thank you for the, the quiet riot that goes on in Bethany. She's your girl. She loves you. There's deep waters in her heart. Thank you for Jake. I thank you for the humility. I thank you, Lord, for the gathering. I just prophesy blessing. I speak peace. Lord, I know there are people here. I feel it in the spirit. Their heart has just been ripped. There are people from all kinds of backgrounds that have been folded and stapled and mutilated. And I pray, oh God, that you covenantally would hug them, you would love them, and you would show yourself to be as outrageously patient and kind as you've shown me. You love your house. You love people. Thank you, Father. Bless this church. In Jesus' name, amen.